0: What we try to do as Nutrien Ag Solutions is really develop end-to-end systems and solutions that are integrated around connecting all of the dots for our growers so it becomes simple for them to deliver the desired outcome that their customers are requesting of them.
1: The future isn't just written by the past, it's written by the right now. And right now, Nutrien Ag Solutions is focused on what's next. Welcome to The Future Faster, a sustainable agriculture podcast by Nutrient Ag Solutions with our very own Tom Daniel, Director of Retail Sustainable Ag, and Dr. Sally Fliss, Senior Manager, Sustainability Field. This is your opportunity to learn about the next horizon in sustainable agriculture for growers, for partners, for the planet. To us, it's not about changing what's always worked. It's about continuing to do the little things that make a big impact. On this week's episode, Brent Smith, Vice President of Marketing Sustainability and Proprietary Products at Nutrient Ag Solutions, joins us to talk about the organization's definition of sustainable agriculture, the momentum that consumer demand has generated within the industry, and how the organization's focus has evolved the company's approach to proprietary products. But if you haven't yet, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast in your favorite app. Also, make sure you follow Nutrient Ag Solutions on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Dusty Weiss, and it's time once again to introduce Tom Daniel and Sally Fliss. And Tom and Sally, you're both in regular contact with the growers who Nutrient supports. What are you hearing right now from the farm fields and coffee shops?
2: There's lots of comments around when we talk about sustainability. We hear lots of discussion around what is sustainability? What's it all about? How can I get involved or do I want to be involved? And is this going to complicate my life? That seems to be the biggest discussions I'm hearing on a day-to-day basis with growers. And Sally, what do you hear? I know you were at a meeting just last week.
3: Yeah, same thing. We're hearing that it's a big demand for data. It's a big demand for grower time. Do they have to make practice changes? How does it work if they don't have the opportunity to make new practice changes? What is that value that they're really going to get back? How much are they going to get paid? And we keep working through that with the different sustainability programs that we have on the ground right now to get growers involved and take that first step. And data entry and collection.
1: What I think is really interesting about it is both of you sort of have one foot in each world, where on the one hand, you're familiar with the data, you're familiar with the science. On the other hand, you're familiar with the people whose jobs it is to plant and grow these crops. And so starting with you, Tom, can we just learn a little bit more about your background? What do you do at
2: Nutrien and how did you get there? Yeah, Dusty, so um, I come from a farm. I live currently in Kentucky. In fact, I've built my home on uh, the original home farm that we have in Kentucky. So I've been in agriculture basically from the time I was born on, and one of the passions I have around sustainability, and one of the reasons I joined the sustainability team back in 2020 was because my father told me a long time ago, he said, if we don't take care of the resources, and he was talking about water, and he was talking about the soil, he said if we don't take care of it, then the next generation is not going to have anything to work with. They won't be able to raise food and fiber for the world, and that's what we're called to do. That's our responsibility as farmers. And so my role has always been, uh, even when I was in my previous role in a retail organization that I helped start, We were very focused on sustainability simply because we believed it was the greatest opportunity for a farmer to get a return on his investment. So if he did more to increase soil health, if he did more to maximize water efficiency, then he was always looking for better opportunities or he was given better opportunities to get a better return on his investment on what he was doing. So it's all about soil health and those metrics.
1: And what about you, Sally? Like Tom, you've also got strong roots in ag.
2: Yeah,
3: so Dusty, I started out walking alfalfa fields and taking soil samples with my dad in the summers and then worked on dairies growing up and went to school at UW-Madison in dairy science and agronomy and then just kept going to school and did my PhD in plant and soil science, but spent the first seven or eight years after I finished up school Working with growers on the ground, writing nutrient management plans, trying to get growers to do cover crops where they needed them because of soil erosion problems, because of state or federal regulations that they had to follow, and trying to always find that opportunity for growers to be able to see the value in the practices that they were implementing, the changes that they were making, what it was doing on the ground, how it was about more than just that regulation they were being asked to follow and find the opportunities to help cover the cost of implementing some of these practices. Soil health has returns as we get further along in that journey on a field, but that first three to five years is a significant investment without a lot of return for the grower. So trying to find those funding opportunities for growers has really always been a part of what I've worked on.
1: Well, let's talk about that a little bit more then. What is the vision for sustainable ag at Nutrient Ag Solutions?
2: To me, Dusty, it's really about – Sally made the comment that she's always been involved in getting growers started in the sustainable practices. I think from a Nutrient Ag Solutions point of view, we have that direct engagement with the customer. I mean, we're at the farm gate with him every day. We see the localized needs that each farm has. Some farms are well-advanced in sustainability practices. Maybe they've been working with the NRCS and different groups for a long period of time, and maybe they've got practices already already implemented on the farm, while other growers are just getting started. So I think one of the key components that we as Nutrient Ag Solutions have is we have the ability to bring new technologies and new ways and practices to the farm that can help each grower from where he is today and move him and advance him forward.
3: I agree, and it's exciting to work in this area, but one of the things that's been really frustrating for us in the field as Nutrient Ag Solutions and working at the retail and the grower is there's so much coverage of this carbon market piece and what are carbon markets and it gets covered in the popular press or in the ag press that it's an opportunity for everybody. And the reality is right now, it's really an opportunity for a small segment of the population. And so one of our goals as we continue to grow our program is how do we include more growers, geographies, some of the specialty crops, tree crops, vegetable crops in sustainability, and hopefully these carbon market and payment opportunities that are really the icing on the cake for implementing those sustainable ag practices on the ground.
2: And Sally, I'd say this too, Nutrien has a unique position in the marketplace today. We have over a half a million growers that we have direct contact with. And each one of those growers, as you said, Sally, not all of them are going to qualify for carbon. But sustainability, a sustainable ag, is something they can qualify for because that's actually making environmental changes to the farm. That's going to lead into long-term return on investment. So carbon's kind of that icing on the cake piece we talk about for the growers that qualify for it, then we want to be sure we can help that grower understand what he can do with carbon but there may be multiple other opportunities that we can generate for the grower too that can bring a new revenue stream in the future
3: so tom you and i have been out on the road this spring meeting with different divisions different branches different growers different crop consultants and i think a question we've had from all of them and from growers is why should we do all of this if all we're going to get paid is a dollar an acre or even if all we're going to get paid is fifteen dollars an acre it's a big data lift it's a lot of time it's a lot of investment it's a practice change it's a culture change for these growers and crop consultants so what's a
2: response that you've used in those situations well one thing sally data is going to be the driver For this entire market so if a grower has a desire to participate we'll talk about carbon but if he wants to participate in carbon today then he's got to have baseline histories of up to three to five years worth of past history brought into his field story as we call it he's got to be able to have all of that information on all the passes across the field that he did over those last three to five years Why would I do it for just a dollar? And that dollar comes from different markets or different downstream processors that are asking for farm data on where their grain is coming from. Is it being produced sustainably? Are there food safety issues being addressed at the farm level? That's where the data needs are being asked for today. And a dollar is really all they pay for that. It's just trying to pay the customer for the time they're putting into it. My thought is that over time, data is going to have value. Today, maybe it's hard to put a pinpoint on it and say this is what it's worth, but in the future, it's going to have significant value for the grower. So if we can start collecting it today so that when we decide to participate in a carbon program that asked me for five years' worth of past history, I've already gotten started. That's always been my discussion when I've talked to a grower. If you don't do it today, that's your choice. But sooner or later, if you want to participate in these markets, you're going to have to be willing to put your data into a system so we can model it and help you navigate through some of these sustainable ag processes and projects.
1: And if there are big opportunities coming down the pike, and there certainly seem to be at this point, you don't want to miss that boat when it shows up. So it's worth getting in, collecting that data, and modeling it for the future so that you don't miss the opportunity when it comes up in the future. No, it's good information, and we're going to bring in the boss coming up in just a minute, Brent Smith, the Vice President of Marketing, Sustainability, and Proprietary Products at Nutrient Egg Solutions. More in a moment here on The Future Faster.
4: FarmSmart is the core of Nutrient Ag Solutions' sustainable agriculture offerings. Leading the field with growers to record positive environmental impacts while identifying and embracing new revenue streams. In leveraging practices and products and recording your outcomes, your reward for making informed agronomic decisions will be waiting for you in our digital sustainability platform. The data you input can help set a baseline, identify opportunities for continued improvement, and help qualify you for market access opportunities. We're here to maximize incentives and help ensure the legacy of your operation. Getting started with FarmSmart is easy. Log in or create an account with Agribul, then track your data and get paid. Getting started now means we can get to the future faster. FarmSmart, where sustainability meets opportunity. NutrientActSolutions.com FarmSmart.
1: This is The Future Faster, a sustainable agriculture podcast by Nutrien Ag Solutions. I'm Dusty Weiss, along with Tom Daniel and Dr. Sally Fliss, and we're joined now by Brent Smith, Vice President of Marketing, Sustainability, and Proprietary Products at Nutrien Ag Solutions. Brent, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So there's a real need and use cases for sustainable ag practices right now, even though there's still a pretty big range of definitions what that means. So in an exercise in level setting, Tell us what Nutrien Ag Solutions defines as sustainable agriculture.
0: Well, I'll just go back to sort of the basic high-level definition that we use. And so it's really about delivering a positive environmental impact around soil, water, and air. And so if you think about greenhouse gas reduction or air quality or water quality or carbon sequestration, all of those would be either air water, or soil as a definition. And then what we try to do as Nutrient Ag Solutions, because we work with our customers, the grower, is really develop end-to-end systems and solutions that are integrated around connecting all of the dots for our growers so it becomes simple for them to deliver the desired outcome that their customers are requesting of them. And so it really comes down to really three things for us. It's the three T's. So it's techniques, technologies, and tools, To build that end to end solution. So, techniques would be things like cover crops or low or no till, at planting nutrition, variable rate nutrition, nitrogen management programs, things like that. Technologies, we've invested heavily in technologies like Agribal, our digital platform, Echelon, our digital agronomy platform, NutriScription, AgBridge, Waypoint, which is the industry's leading soil and foliar testing lab. And then, tools is how do you bring that all together? And we use a Navigate platform, which is our solutions platform to really tie all of those things, whether it's products or it's services, tying in all of the tools that we just talked about, the technologies we talked about, and incorporating the techniques into that end-to-end solution and connecting the dots, getting to that positive environmental impact or outcome for soil, water, and air.
2: Brent, one of the things that we talk about around sustainability is kind of changing the culture at the farm gate. And when we say that, Nutrient Ag Solutions is obviously one of the biggest suppliers of ag inputs in all of North America and, and the world. And we've been focused on, you know, logistics and delivery of products and getting those products and being that trusted advisor to the grower. We're starting to have this discussion now around a whole acre solution where we're being more outcome-based, than we are just talking about productivity. We're talking about things like carbon and things like water quality. You know, that's a change for us. How do you see that at our retail level? How are growers are going to be engaged around this new concept of a whole acre solution?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I think what you're going to hear from me pretty consistently today is a few things. Outcomes, which you just talked about and I talked about in the opening question, and it really does start with the outcome. What are we actually trying to achieve around soil, water, air, or any combination thereof? You're also going to hear me talk about, at the same time, around how can we get a positive ROI for our grower. So it isn't just about getting that positive impact for that environmental outcome. It's also getting that positive return on investment for the program and the solution that a grower is going to implement. And then you're also going to hear me talk about end to end solutions, and you've already heard me talk about that. The other thing that we're going to talk about quite a bit is this portfolio approach. Our customer is a grower. All Things sustainability from a climate and environmental impact standpoint have to start on the farm, which means it needs to start with the grower. And so we have a real opportunity to help our growers, but we have a real opportunity to also work upstream with our suppliers and innovators to bringing their technologies into that solution. But also working downstream in the feed, food, fiber, fuel areas. So taking, as an example, a food company that we would then work with them and say, look, this is the quality that they're expecting. This is the environmental impact that they're wanting to get to. Let's say greenhouse gas reduction. And so we will work with those downstream players, along with the upstream innovators and suppliers to build that solution for the grower. And we're also then going to augment those tools that we talked about, products, whether it's ours or it's other people's products and technologies, the techniques, and then the technologies around Agribal and Echelon and Nutriscription, AgBridge, Waypoint, bringing all of that together. And so when we talk about a whole acre solution, it's really this integrated end-to-end solution that we're delivering our customers working really down to the field and to the acre level to deliver that solution and ultimately that outcome.
3: Brent, that's a lot of tools, technologies, techniques that we have in the toolbox available. How is this best implemented? You mentioned getting all the way down to the field level. How does that work? And what are the opportunities for each crop consultant, retailer, and grower to customize the use of those tools, techniques, and technologies that we have available?
0: Great question. And so, you know, I think about a toolbox with tools and you either have a lot of tools or you have a few tools. And when you have a few tools, you can only fix a few problems. When you have a lot of tools, you can fix more problems. And so what we're trying to do is build the most comprehensive toolbox that we can for our growers, our customer and our employees who are going to work hand in hand with our customer, to build that end-to-end solution. And again, with the portfolio approach, working with the entire ag value ecosystem and bringing in suppliers and innovators and bringing in downstream partners like food companies and grain companies into that conversation really allows us to have more tools in the toolbox. So you're not going to use every tool every time, but you're going to have the tools that you need to fix the problem that arises and ultimately get to that environmental outcome that you're trying to get to.
2: Brent, one thing that I keep hearing from your discussion and what we face in the field every day is as we work with these um, consumer products groups and these different groups in the field, there's a lot more interest today from the consumer about where his food's coming from, where food safety, and I think even the COVID situation has driven a lot more interest in where does my food come from? Because there was a period of time there was a question, could I get bread? You know, it wasn't on the shelf. So- My question is, why do you think that this has suddenly become such an important thing from the consumer side, and why is that driving us to have to answer some of those questions?
0: Well, look, personally, I think it's a good thing that we're getting pressure and we're being held accountable by the consumer. And the consumer puts pressure on the food companies and the grain companies and the grocers as examples. And so what we're trying to do, again, because our customer is a grower, we're trying to help our customer help their customer meet those demands. And so whether it's quality or it's quantity or it's a sustainable outcome like a reduced greenhouse gas or a low-carbon product, we are helping them get... There And so I honestly think this is a good thing for our industry. And when you think about sustainability and scaling sustainability, sustainability isn't new. What we're trying to do, though, is make it mainstream and make it scalable. And I think having the whole ecosystem and the portfolio approach that we have focused on solutions to deliver specific outcomes to meet the demands of the consumer all the way up that value chain through the grocers and the food companies, I think this is a good thing.
3: Brent, you've been getting out a little bit more this spring, too, visiting with different branch locations, talking to them about how the year's going. What do you hear back from them on why they're interested in sustainability in some of the areas where this is really taking off more?
0: Great question. So there is a lot of interest. And so again, because our customer is the grower. And when we go out into the field, we're in the communities living and serving where our customers live and operate. And when their customers are excited about the things that they can deliver to their customers, but also with the environmental impact that they can have on their crops and their land for future generations to come, our people get excited too. And so it sort of just all kind of rolls together. And so it's a grassroots effort. It's been really great for us to partner with our folks. that are really excited about the investments that we've made. And, you know, we've been investing for this day for a little over a decade. And maybe sometimes we and even people in the field, our employees, maybe didn't connect all of those dots. But we're at a great place where all of those things are coming together, whether it's AgBridge or it's Waypoint or it's the nearly billion dollars that we've invested in. Soil health technologies and companies over the last decade, all of those things are now coming together and it becomes a really exciting place for our people to operate. And so it's kind of a confluence of our customers are excited, but we also have the ability to have a really differentiated solution for our growers that they can't get anywhere else that can deliver an outcome that they can't get anywhere else.
2: One follow-up question, up, Brent. I can tell your passion for sustainable ag, just like Sally and I have too. But one of the questions you've asked us many a time, what keeps you up at night about sustainable ag?
0: Good question. So I'm going to start with the positive and then get to the, what keeps me up. night. I think more what excites me is really three things. We've had an increased dialogue as an industry, which I think is a positive thing, because this is going to take an ecosystem approach to have real global impact on climate and environment valued partnerships. We've talked about the portfolio approach. My definition of that is these valued partnerships that we are creating up and down the value chain of ag, whether it's food companies. One would be Ardent Mills that we just talked about or announced earlier this year. And that's just an example. We've also announced Syngenta Corteva BASF as partners with us. And then thirdly, the material impact that we're going to be able to have. And because of our size and our scale and the partnerships that we have and the half a million grower customers, customers that we have we have a real opportunity to have a material impact on the environment and that's exciting to me now what keeps me up at night is it's not easy and so we you take carbon as a perfect example you know we haven't gotten to a place as an industry where we actually have a high value asset verified credit that is tradable. We need to get there as an industry because that's what's going to be good for our growers. It's going to be good for our industry and it's going to be good for our climate, but it's going to take a while to get there. And so what keeps me up at night is how do you prove all this out? How do you do that in a timely manner? And then how do you scale it quickly?
3: So we all hear the word sustainability a lot. It's a buzzword. Everybody talks about it. It's All over the grocery store it's all over the different products and places we travel all the time i think i was even looking at my delta app on my way here and i can go in and tell them how i'd like to offset my flight within my delta app every time i travel so are we here doing this now because it's popular or what's the journey been for nutrient ag solutions to get to where we are today in these programs
0: Great question. So look, sustainability for nutrient and nutrient ag solutions and our industry isn't new. We've been talking about it for decades and we've been doing good things for decades. What I do think though is we've got a renewed focus as our company, but also as an industry. And we have an increased dialogue among the whole ecosystem of agriculture. And I've already said, it's going to take a village and that whole ecosystem to work together to have that environmental impact. And so I think all of those things Are really positive. Now, we've been at this for a long time. I've mentioned the investments that we've made over the last decade. So we've gotten to today, and I think we're in a really good place to be able to help our customers and help that ecosystem and partner with the people that we're partnering with already and others that we aren't. But we aren't just starting this year. You might hear about it a lot more this year. And to a lot of our employees, it does sound new, but we've been at this for quite some time, whether it's building out our digital capabilities, our investments in soil and foliar testing, our investments in Agrible, our digital platform that we did three years ago, the investment in technologies with companies like Agrison and CH Biotech and Actagro that really have happened over the last decade have all sort of come to a point now where we can talk about a portfolio approach. We can talk about end-to-end solutions that we couldn't have done before because an end-to-end solution means that we have to bring a lot of things together again the three t's in technologies techniques and tools to be able to deliver the outcome that we're trying to deliver and so i feel really good about where we are today we still have a long ways to go but it's already been a long journey
2: Brent, I'd ask you one question. I know you just mentioned our investments in like ActorGrow and Agrison, and these are specific technologies that have a real nice fit in what we would describe as a sustainable ag market. How do you see the role within our LPI group? Are we taking more focus on how products relate to sustainability benefits? Is that becoming a real focus in our LPI group now?
0: Yeah, so Loveland Products is one of our main proprietary businesses that we have across Nutrient Ag Solutions. And in the 12 years that I've been with the company, we've had a focus on what you would call the biological soil health, plant health, nutritional technologies. But I think what you've seen really over the past few years is an increased focus on not just delivering quality and ROI, which are super important for our customers and for us, but also then those positive environmental attributes that we're trying to get to and ultimately the outcomes. And so there is an increased focus to be able to deliver that ROI and the quality and the yield, but also the environmental outcome, whether it's soil, water, air attributes.
3: Brent, we've been at sustainability for 10 years now as we've tried to figure out what our place is in the marketplace and bring in new products and tools and technologies and work with growers as we've added different aspects to nutrient ag solutions and the business as a whole. What is our commitment going forward to sustainability around grower involvement, retail involvement, and development of new products?
0: Great question. I think, look, first, I'm happy about the industry coming forward and coming out with their targets and being vocal about what their 2025, 2030, 2040, 2050 targets are going to be around soil, water, and air, around ESG, ESG. Environment, social, and governance targets. We came out with our ESG report earlier this year. Following that, we came out with our Feed the World plan that talked about our targets and having impact on 75 million acres with sustainable practices and products. We talked about our 30% reduction of greenhouse gas on a per ton of fertilizer manufactured by our company. I think those are all good things because it puts your money where your mouth is. It holds you accountable and it puts a little bit of pressure on everybody that has to actually achieve those targets. And it also is good that the whole industry is coming out with those targets because again, then it is more likely that people are going to work together to deliver those commitments.
3: So Tom, I know we were both a little scared probably when we heard that 75 million acre number come out a couple weeks ago. And I know we've heard some pushback from the field on how do we get there and what are we going to measure for sustainability? What are you thinking, Brent, around what is a sustainable acre as we move to meet that 75
0: million acre metric? Again, I think I'm going to use all the buzzwords that I've used so far. It's impacting positive environmental outcomes for soil, water, and air. It's doing it through the three T's, so technologies, techniques, and tools, It's building end-to-end solutions and a portfolio approach. So when you bring all of those things together, why I believe we're in a really good spot as Nutrient and Nutrient Ag Solutions is we work directly with the grower. And all environmental impact has to start on the farm. And what we're trying to do is not do it alone. We're not trying to win this on our own. The way we win is for our growers to win, our customers to win, for the industry to win, and we'll all work together to get there.
2: And, Brent, I'd say one other thing. 75 million acres is a big number. But we have lots of acres that have been in sustainability for years now, and we've just not told the story for the grower. So I think one of our key points in sustainable ag is we start telling the grower's story, and we start putting a focus on what practices are already in place and then being able to document it through the data off the farm and help the grower tell his own story.
0: Couldn't agree more. One of the things we're actually doing, Tom, as you well know, is we're in the second season of our docuseries Two-Track Mind, and this year we're really highlighting those attributes around sustainability. We're going out to the farm, we're talking to growers that for generations have been doing sustainable practices and are continuing to learn and adopt new things. So that's one of the ways that we're getting the word out, but couldn't agree with you more that we need to tell those stories.
1: Well, and certainly this podcast is going to be a big part of telling those stories as well. And so, Brent, We really appreciate you joining us today as the inaugural guest on The Future Faster. Brent Smith, Vice President of Marketing, Sustainability, and Proprietary Products at Nutrient Ag Solutions. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. That is going to conclude this edition of the Future Faster, the pursuit of sustainable success with Nutrien Ag Solutions. New episodes arrive every other week, so make sure you subscribe in your favorite app and join us again soon. Visit futurefaster.com to learn more. The Future Faster podcast is brought to you by Nutrien Ag Solutions with executive producer Connor Irwin, editing by Doug Russell and production oversight by Larry Kilgore III. And it's produced by PodCamp Media, branded podcast production for businesses, podcampmedia.com. For Nutrien Ag Solutions, thanks for listening. I'm Dusty Weiss.